0: Good morning again. It's good to see you. Steve, can I get that stand there real quick? Champion, let me borrow your stand today. Thank you, buddy. One of these days you can stand up here and we'll let you preach. The God is good, amen? Amen. You sounded good and uh, you sounded awesome actually today. Standing in the back, I find myself uh, oftentimes not singing, not because I don't want to praise our Lord, but because you sound so good. Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? It's going to be awesome. Thank you again for being here. You know, all of us have come here today, perhaps for different reasons. You know, some come because it's a tradition for you to come. Others, it is because a friend invited you. And others, maybe perhaps because, you know, it's just one of those things. You saw something going on, and what, or what goes on in that place? And you give it a shot. Others, uh, maybe like a friend of mine, he said he was a CEO. And I said, a CEO, Christian, I never heard of such. And he said, yes, Christmas and Easter only. And I thought, well, okay, maybe you are. But nonetheless, I don't know what brought you here today, but really I do. And what brought you, who who, who brought you here was God himself. And I'm thankful that he did. And I believe that he brought you here for a reason. And the reason why I think that he brought you here today is for someone just to tell you of how much you matter to him. How much you matter to him. In the process of what he's done and what he's done for us and what he's done for you. Your background might be different than mine. It probably is. Your upbringing is totally different, I'm sure. And all of those things. But I want you to know today, first and foremost, that you, no matter where you've come from, no matter your background, that you matter to God. He rose on that third day for you just as much as He did for anyone in this room. He went to that cross and He died for your sins and my sins and the sins of the world because you matter to God. To God. It wasn't that God was raised or Christ was raised from the dead so that He could come back and simply say, Hey, don't worry about me. I'm still alive. It was about you. It was about me. And that's just a beautiful story, if you will, in a nutshell, of what Christ has done for us and how He's redeemed us. In in fact, in John chapter 11, Jesus said these words. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. But he goes on to simply say, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. It's the opposite of what the world says. But God says, even when we pass this life, we have an opportunity to live for eternity because of what Jesus did on the cross and because on the third day the grave could not hold him. Amen? The resurrection of Jesus Christ himself brought more than air to his lungs, Locato says, and he's right. It brought hope to a lost world. And it brings hope to us today. And I pray that you see that in our service and our worship to this master, our master and king. I heard about an atheist that who was a little bit upset because of all the holidays we people of faith might have and enjoy. He told a friend of his, he says, you know, you Christians, you celebrate Easter and Christmas and such. And that's kind of a celebration for you. And even the Jews, they have their holidays, which they express, which would be the Passover and such. But he said, we atheists, we don't have one. We're discriminated against and it's just not fair. To which the Christian friend simply said, well, I'll tell you what, you atheists could celebrate April 1st, April Fool's Day. Because Scripture says actually in two places in the book of Psalms, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. But we are here today because we celebrate the risen God, Jesus himself. Amen? Easter, on the other hand, is for everybody. It's what I love about Easter. Some people frown on that. You use Easter in a... You mention the word Easter in a service. I like to use it, actually. Because used it long enough on all the other good things. But And good news is that we can have this Easter celebration. We can have this together and we come together. Again, you're not going to be here every week, some of you. Understand that. But today you're here. And today we're celebrating together. Because of what God has done for us, it's not about bunnies and brightly colored Easter eggs, although that might be hard to convince some of those little children that walked out of here a few minutes ago or my six-year-old grandson. But it's more than that. Now some would simply say, as you don't really or our church doesn't celebrate Easter, we just move on like it's any other day, and I can perhaps understand why they might do that. In fact, I've even heard people read a list of why they don't celebrate Easter. Well, I'm not here to read a list today because I serve a risen Savior. That's why we're here. Our whole belief system is based upon the fact that Jesus rose from the tomb to be and to defeat sin in our lives for us, to defeat death actually for us. If Jesus had not come out of the tomb, we would be like all other religions in the world. We would be following a dead leader. But our Jesus is truly alive. There's a story, a true story about a Muslim that actually was taught about the love of Jesus and how it is that he came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior as well. And when he went back home to his family and friends, of course, he was um, it was attacked in many ways, of course. And they asked him why he could do such a terrible thing to them and his family. His answer was quite revealing. He simply said it this way. If you needed to go to town but you didn't know the way to go to the town and you were walking down the road and the road split into two roads and there were two men found on that road. One was dead and one was alive. Which one would you ask for directions? Our Jesus is alive. We Christians follow a risen Savior and we are not ashamed. And our prayer is today for all that have come, for whatever reason that might be, is that you share that belief as well this morning. So this morning what I wanted to do, and I, uh, God had kind of placed this, placed this in my heart several weeks ago, and how would I be that, that I could just put it in such a simple form, from perhaps from the very beginning until the resurrection? How could I explain that for us for maybe that you could be able to see just a a glimpse of what God has done for us. Years ago when I taught at the Christian school here, I would teach a class and the class was entitled, one of the classes there was entitled, "What, What Did God Do and Why and What Did Man Do and Why? And I think that's really important for us to look at. And so we would spend weeks upon this and we would look at different aspects throughout the Bible, the Old and the New Testament alike, finding out what God did and why he did it and what man did and why they did it, because that's important for us as well. And so today I give you the, the condensed version, if you will, because I told you the sermon wouldn't be long and I promise you it won't be. So what did God do and why and what did man do and why? I asked this morning that you just listen with your spirit and discover for yourself. First, for God, what did God do? Well, God did everything. God created all things. God created the universe. God created all living matter. And God created you and me. Give me an amen. But the question is, why did God do that? The question is, why did God do that? It's because He loved us. That's why He did that. He did that so that we could experience all of His creation and the beauty of His creation. This time of year, we look at all the blooming flowers and the trees that are budding out, and we look at that and we see the beautiful sunsets and the sunrises and all of those things. And God created all of that and created you so that we could come in and we could experience God's creation. He did it so that we could discover His love we could discover His love, but love for one another. And how much love that He has extended to us, but how much we know what love is, because even today, many of you brought your families with you, and you encouraged them to come because you love them. These little children went, on, went out here today, we love them. God wants us to experience what love was. That's why He did it. In John chapter 1, it says He created everything there is. Nothing exists that, didn't, that He didn't make. And in Colossians 1, from in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on an earth, visible and invisible, were created by God. Why? Because He loves you. That's why. So what did man do? What did man do? Well, we rejected the offer of love from God, of course. We replaced it with jealousy and anger and bitterness and hatred. And we replaced it with a thing called sin. But why did we do that? The question is why? The answer is because we wanted to. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6 that the Lord saw how great the wickedness of man or the human race had become on earth and that every inclination and every thought of the human's hearts was only evil all the time we chose to do that that's what we chose so what did god choose what did god do after that well god declared that sin our sin would separate us from him uh-oh he would he declared that it our sin would separate us from him but he declared that the only way back to him was to have our sin removed why would god do that the reason why god did that is because God is pure, God is righteous, and God is holy. And there cannot be sin in the presence of God ever. And Scripture says in Isaiah 59, But the trouble is that you, your sins have cut you off from God. Because of the sin, He has turned His face away from you and will not listen to you. Oh my. So what did man do? What did man do? We. We we attempted to do we attempted to remove our sin by doing good things. We tried to, the aspect of trying to do something that was good. Oh, we even tried, if you will, and some tried to, to do by worshiping other gods. If this God won't fit our need, maybe this God will. And so what we did is we tried to replace God. That's what we did. But why did we do that? Is a question, is it not? We did that because we thought that we could pay the price. We did that because we thought that other gods would bless us in return. And in Romans, it says no one can ever be made right in God's sight by doing what the law commands. For the more that we know of God's law, the clearer and clearer it becomes that we aren't obeying Him. And Deuteronomy 32, they sanctified or, or in this the sacrifice to false gods, which are not gods at all, he goes on to explain. That's what we did. So what did God do? What did God do? God rejected our offer. Uh Uh-oh. He rejected our offer. That's correct. God rejected our offer of trying to do it good on our own, and God rejected our offer of trying to replace Him with other gods. But why did He reject it? It was because that was not enough for the forgiveness of our sins. For Scripture says in Ephesians 2, not by works so that no one can boast. And Exodus 20 says that you shall have no other gods before me. Because you remember, God is that righteous God. So what did we do when we discovered that? Oh, we tried a little harder. Makes sense. If we do a little good, if we do a a whole lot of good, maybe that will make him happy or we found ourselves in the process of trying to do so, we found ourselves sinning even more. Why did we do that is the question. Because our hearts had become worldly. Romans 3 says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. In 23 it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what did God do? Now comes the good news. He offered a way for all of our sin to be removed. Hallelujah. He offered a way for us to to be redeemed again by offering His one and only Son, Jesus, as a sacrifice. He offered us a thing called grace. Why did He do that? Why would He do that after all that we had done to Him? Why? Why? Because he loves us. That's why. Second Corinthians, for God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's how much he loves you. In Titus 2, he says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people and to you as well, my friend. That's what God did. And that's why God did it. So what did we do? We rejected Him once again. And this time, we nailed Him to a cross. Why? Because we wanted to. Because we wanted to. In John chapter 1, He came to this world that was his own, and his own people did not accept him. And of course, in Luke 23, when they came to the place called the skull, the soldiers crucified Jesus next to the criminal. That's what we did. That's what your sin did. Your sin, my sin, nailed Jesus to the cross. It was a rejection of God. So what did God do? What did God do? (laughs) He rolled away the stone. And he raised him from the dead. I'll say that again. He rolled away the stone and he raised him from the dead. I'll say that again. He rolled away the stone and he raised him from the dead. I want to say that again. He rolled away the stone and he raised him from the dead. And the church says, that's what he did. That's what he did. In Matthew chapter 28, it tells us why he did that in this process. It's because he loved us and he wanted to redeem us. In Matthew 28, there was a violent earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. He is risen just as he said. I know I'll never be an angel, but if I was an angel, I'd have loved to have been that angel. I would have been in heaven saying, God, let me be the one to announce that. Let me be the one to say that. Let me be the one to tell them that He is risen, just as He said. The announcement of that. The announcement of that was for you, and for me. It wasn't just for Mary and the other disciples or the disciples that were there that day. It was for us. Hmm. so what did man do with that some accepted his love and of course some rejected his love why why because they chose to they just chose to Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me, God the Father. But now comes the most important question of all today. I told you it wouldn't be a long message. It's the most important one, and it is a question that, and that is what will you do with his offer today? What will you do with his offer today? What will you do? Well, let me tell you real quickly what he will do if you accept his offer, Jesus, today. He will forgive you of all of your past sins, and he will give you a thing called eternal life. Hallelujah. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved me, God so loved you, that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Easter. Easter is so much more than candy and colored eggs and all the cartoon bunnies. It's more than that. Easter is the cornerstone of the Christian faith, our walk with God Himself. It is the celebration of of the rising of the dead. But more than that, it was that the grave is empty and our Savior is alive. And with that, He gives us peace in God. He gives us purpose in life. And He promises that He will give us eternal life with Him forever. That's what He offers today. That's what today is really all about. That's what we celebrate every Sunday at Western Hills. The risen Savior. That's why we're here today. That's why this building exists. From the greeters to the shepherds to the Sunday school teachers and every single member that meets at this place and calls this home. We follow Jesus and Him alone. That's why we do what we do. That's why we sing praises to him. That's why we commune together and with him. It's all about Jesus because he is risen just as he said. And we want you to know, and I want you to know personally, how excited that we are about, I am about you being here today. And I want you to know, and we want you to know and experience this for your life as well. We want you to experience the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus in your own personal life so that your sins can be removed and so that you can have the promise of eternal life as well. If you need to experience that, He offers that. And the great thing is, He offers it to you today. And we stand ready. More importantly, God stands ready if you will just stand willing to accept Him as your Savior. God is good. And we stand ready to help you in any way today. We're going to sing a song. And this song is, it's different for some churches and I understand that. What we normally do is we sing a song and we invite you to come. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart today is a, a great day, the best day in your life to do that. If you've never experienced baptism, we would encourage you to consider that as well. If you have a prayer request or prayer concern, whatever that might be, when during the singing of this song, it's just for you. I promise you, you won't come alone. I promise you'll be loved, and I promise you'll be prayed for. And whatever your decision is, come together as we stand and sing.